Welcome, lovey, to the Coming Out Gold podcast, where I help you realize you don't need anyone's permission to start living the life of your dreams. You can start where you are with what you have. I'm Coach Tammy, and my goal is to help you come out gold by teaching you how to get clear on what matters most, ignite what sets your soul on fire, and then make a strategic plan to live the life of your dreams. It is time, and you are worthy. So let's do this. Welcome back, lovies. It is episode 28 of the Coming Out Gold podcast, y'all. It's going so fast. I can't even believe we're into 28 already. Well, before we start chatting about today's topic, which is how to end good girl syndrome, I wanted to just do a little quick recap on last week's episode, episode number 27, the three steps to transformation. In that episode, we really talked about how to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And I gave you a bit of a framework that will help you in any situation, learn to begin to transform your life. And that is to, first of all, be encouraged, believe that you can actually make this change, to be empowered, change your mindset in this area so that you can identify roadblocks and then become equipped so that you have the tools you need to destroy those roadblocks and get going down the path to where it is you want to go. I hope you've identified a place where you do want to transform your life and that you're applying this framework so that you can really see big changes happen in your life. 2022, let it be our year. Please let it be a better year, right? Well, before I dive into that, I wanted to ask you a question. Do you ever recall when you were a little person, a little girl, that someone told you in some framework, some setting to be a good girl? Do you remember that? It could have been like your mother when she sent you off to school on the first day. Now be a good girl or a coach or a a leader in any kind of thing you were involved in. Plenty of people told us to be good girls. Well, as we move throughout our formative years, there were countless verbal and nonverbal cues that told us what being a good girl meant. And as a result, it's not unusual for us to find ourselves women driven by this narrative that tells us what we have to be and how we have to move. We've unknowingly become prisoners to something I call good girl syndrome. Now, let's be clear. This is a Tammy term for what I believe we've all experienced. You're not going to find it in that book that lists every psychological uh, illness and diagnoses possible. It's not going to be there. This is in Tammy's book of terms, good girl syndrome. It's the phenomenon where we move about our lives with this invisible measuring stick of quote unquote goodness being the deciding factor in what we do. We have this invisible checklist of behaviors that someone has decided make us quote unquote good. And if we move outside this list, then a shame storm slams us with a debilitating force. It literally bashes our heads against a wall. And the hardest thing about good girl syndrome is that we weren't ever given an option to opt out of this pattern. And trying to extricate ourselves from it can be a real challenge. Today, I hope to help us identify times when we are being good girls instead of following our own intuition and aligning with our core values. In order to break this cycle of good girl syndrome, we have to learn to spot it when it's at play in our lives. The truth is, I think we're all women who want to write our own stories based on what we want and what we value. And this idea of good needs to be mm, gotten rid of. Let's just say it that way. Hopefully together, we'll work to unpack this and chart a new path forward. Because if you want to stop being driven by a list of what others define as good, 
then it's time to start deconstructing these false narratives to see where your truth lies. This is what's going to free you to write a new story where shame avoidance isn't a driving factor for behavior. I think the easiest way to spot good girl syndrome is to recognize moments when you feel shame. It could be about anything. It could be about a conversation you had, how you treated someone, clutter in your room, like we talked about a couple episodes back. It could be any number of things. But I would challenge you every time you feel shame, you need to really raise the flag and be like, is this good girl syndrome at play? Because good girl syndrome is rooted so deeply in shame and the cycle that shame creates to keep us small and keep us hidden. Many of the women I've worked with throughout the process of our working together have come to realize that they have lived their lives based on these unspoken or internalized set of rules. They aren't even conscious of how much the good girl syndrome is controlling their lives. And when they recognize it, let me just tell y'all, when they recognize it, they get angry. And it's a good anger, right? Because it is a fire that begins to burn within them that they're going to use to put an end to living their life by this broken standard of good girl. Once they get angry, that's when we can really start putting an end to the good girl narrative, because that's when we can start telling truth to the lies, debunking those false narratives and kicking them to the curb and in their place, put in something that's their values and their decisions and their path. It's very different than following along because you want to be a good little girl. Do you remember when you first started coloring, you were given a crayon in your little color sheet and you were told now don't color outside the lines, stay in the lines. But can I tell you a secret? Ooh, lovey. That was a lie. It was a lie because the truth is coloring inside the lines keeps you small. When you color inside the lines, you stay in line like a good little girl soldier. You do. But coloring outside the lines extends the image you are creating. You grow beyond the restricted bounds into beautiful, expansive spaces. Those who created Good Girl Centrum don't want you to know what exists on the other side of the walls they have devised for you. When my youngest daughter was in preschool, I told the teacher, listen, she hates to color. She doesn't want to color. She finds it to be a colossal waste of her time. She has more important problems to solve than coloring inside a line. Well, this teacher really felt like coloring inside the lines was somehow a measure of how good you were going to be as a human being in the world. So at her little preschool conference, they brought it up again. I mean, y'all, they were really bothered by it, like twisted up about it, that she wouldn't color inside the lines. And I said, I don't think she has to. I don't care if she puts an X on the paper and is like, done, I colored it. Coloring isn't actually some kind of exercise that's going to like save the planet or make it a better place. Who cares if she colors, much less if she colors inside the lines. I I can still remember the conversation and just like the red flush of anger that came over me at the whole color inside the lines thing. I wish I had put it together so that I could have verbalized it to them then that we aren't made to color inside the lines. There's a giant, beautiful world, expansive world. And sometimes coloring outside the lines makes the inside spot look different. And like, that's beautiful too. Those who created this broken system of good girlness, of being good girls, they don't want us to know what exists on the outside of those lines. They don't want us to push the boundaries and try new things and go outside what they've decided is good or normal or right. They don't want it. They want us to stay small and controllable. And that's one of the biggest reasons I think we should set 
fire, set fire to good girl syndrome because I'm so sick and tired of us living rooted in this shame cycle. I'm so tired of it. Good girl syndrome has put inside each of us an internal oppressor and it feeds that not enoughness that just spouts shame at us constantly. And it's time we just absolutely blew it to bits. Recently, it came to my attention that my my need for makeup was also rooted in this good girl syndrome and I had just missed it. Now being raised in the South, It was very clear that a good Southern girl didn't leave her house before she put on her face. And I think in part, it was because there was this hierarchy of beauty, right? And you needed to be beautiful in order to get higher up in that hierarchy. But it was also a sign of respect because you presented yourself ready to interact with the others that you were going to be with. Heaven knows you didn't want someone to look at you and say, oh, bless her heart, because you look like something the cat dragged in. Once I started wearing makeup, I didn't leave my house without it on. And I'm talking like full face, not just like some lipstick and mascara. I'm talking full face of makeup. I didn't leave my house without it until I was 45 years old. And the only reason I did it then is because I had left Georgia and all the peoples that I knew and moved to Tennessee where I knew nobody, nobody, not one little body did I know. I wasn't afraid of running into somebody I might know. I wasn't afraid of someone being like, bless her heart. They were all strangers. And I did not give one fig what their opinion was of me. I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't have to worry about being quote unquote presentable because there was zero chance I needed to present myself to anybody. When I realized this, y'all, I was gobsmacked at just the pure madness. The reality of this rule is that no one is fit to see others if they aren't camera ready. And in a world today where we live with selfies and social media and influencers and all the things, I believe it can, in some cases, be even more so the case that we have to look a certain way. This is madness. And it's all part of good girl syndrome because at the end of the day, when you don't participate in it, there's a shame storm that comes to drown you. The third example of good girl syndrome that I want to share with you today is about intuition and how good girls don't trust their intuition. I remember this episode from Oprah back in the day when she was on, and she had this episode where they were talking about how important it is for women to listen to their intuition. She showed the dangers of what it was like when they ignored it. We all know stories when someone ignored their gut and ended up in trouble. Well, then she showed this example of this woman who by listening to it, it literally saved her life and her daughter's life. I vividly remember the mom. She was talking about how this stranger approached her and her daughter. And she was like, her gut was like, no, run, get to safety, lock the doors. She listened to her instinct. She followed her intuition. She got her and her daughter to safety. And later she found out that this person was a serial rapist. Listening to her intuition literally saved her and her daughter from untold horror. Good girls don't listen to their intuition because they can't be trusted to follow their gut. That's the lies that we're told. Our intuition is given to us so that we can be tuned into our natural instincts and follow our guts. Unfortunately, good girl syndrome pounds this out of us by convincing us we cannot trust ourselves. There's this overt messaging that somehow we as the female race are too emotional. And as a result, we need a man to keep us safe. Anybody, anybody out there relate to this? This ideology is problematic for so many reasons. Today, we're going to put an end to that broken pathology. 
We're going to get rid of that internal oppressor and we're going to break free from the chains that good girl syndrome has locked us in. I want you to think of good girl syndrome kind of like apps on our computer. There are so many that are running in the background, right? Like we don't see them. We're not logging in and doing stuff on them, but they're still there and they're running. And this is how good girl syndrome shows up in our lives. It is silent yet insidious. And today we're going to take three steps that move us to freedom so that we can get out of the grips of this internal oppressor and stop believing the lies that we're required to be good girls. We spend too much time listening for the inner voice spouting the good girl narrative. You know, the one that tells you, you must keep up appearances. So everyone knows that you are indeed a good girl. Sadly though, the cycle leaves us hyper aware of feeling shame and needing to avoid feeling more shame. This creates the rinse and repeat cycle of good girl syndrome. It's wrong to have your life controlled by shame and a set of rules someone else gave you without your permission. It is time for us all to deconstruct the good girl syndrome we were handed and start to build a world where we shrug off the shame, define our own rules, and write a narrative where we choose the kind of women we want to be. And yes, that means even if we want to be a quote unquote bad one, we can be whatever kind of woman we want to be. The first step of the process is to come present to your life in every moment. Y'all, we've talked about this before. We cannot continue to live on autopilot and think we can beat good girl syndrome. We can't. We've got to be fully grounded, rooted, and present in the decisions we're making, in the steps we're taking, in the work we're doing, all the things we put our hands to and our minds to, we have to come present to them so that we can evaluate them. Now, step two in the process, honestly, it's something we have to remember in order to fight the shame cycle. And that's that you are brave enough to face whatever it is you find when you come present into your own story. You might find things that you don't like. You might find areas where you have participated in the good girl syndrome to the detriment of yourself or other women. It's okay. Take a breath. You're brave enough to face whatever it is. And when you find areas that need your attention, where good girl syndrome is living, where the shame storm has literally tried to drown you, take a breath because you're brave enough to face it and come out the other side. And that's where step three comes in. Assess whether this thing is something you truly value or if you need to replace it with a better path. Remember, you want to keep reminding yourself, it's time to start coloring outside the lines. It's time to stop doing all the things that have kept us tethered to the good girl syndrome. We want to be our best, most amazing self. What I know is that if you follow this process, you'll become aware of areas where your choices are based firmly and deeply in good girl syndrome. Once you're aware, you can write a new narrative, one where you make the rules for living your own story and stop being controlled by this ridiculous set of rules that someone else gave you. For the love of God, leave your house without makeup on. If someone has something to say about it, tell them it's none of their business. Now, as you walk through this process, some things may come up. Some questions may come up. Some doubts may come up. Maybe you're not sure if something's rooted in good girl syndrome. So I want to give you an anchoring question that kind of keeps you coming back and centering yourself on the work that you need to do. And that question is, who were you meant to be before the world convinced you you weren't enough? I am so fortunate to mentor a young girl in my life. And I just want to say right now, hard stop on this conversation of good girl syndrome. If you are a woman, you need to find a younger person to mentor because A, they need us. And guess what? We need them. 
they need a safe place to ask questions and wrestle through the things of life they have yet to experience that you have. And you need to see a new perspective on life in this ever-changing world. I can't say enough. I don't care what age you are, to be perfectly honest. I think every person should have a mentor and every person should be mentoring someone. That's my two cents. Okay, I'm going to get off the soapbox and continue on. Anyway, she and I had this long conversation the other night and basically we were deconstructing these long-held beliefs. And let me just tell you, so many, so many, like 99.8% of them were rooted in good girl syndrome. They were rooted in this idea that you were told you must do X, Y, and Z in order to be a good girl. But here's the thing. What if you don't do them? Like, what is that trying to tell you? I believe if you apply this process consistently, you will put an end to good girl syndrome. You will gain an understanding of why it is you do what you do. You'll become clear on how you want to move, where you want to go. Working through this process and assessing the choices that you make and why you're making them, the motive behind what it is you want to do, it really helps you get clear on how you want to move going forward. Because then you can make choices that align with who you choose to be. And you get to move forward writing your own narrative instead of living some broken patriarchal narrative that shoves good girl down our throat as if as if we want to be good girls. Because I don't know about y'all, but I want to be like Lovey Ajayi Jones says, I want to be a professional troublemaker. I am not here to be a good girl. A troublemaker bucks the system and she follows her own intuition and makes sure that what she's doing is what she wants to do. This is your one beautiful life. And it's time we all stop letting others tell us how we ought to live our one beautiful life. It's time we break up with good girl syndrome. For the love of all that's holy, I don't want another generation of women being held prisoner by the silent, insidious disease of good girl syndrome. I don't. Because this silent narrative has driven us as females for decades. And because of that, it's going to take us some time to design a new way of being. So as passionate as I am of absolutely obliterating it, I want us all to give ourselves grace in the journey. I've watched other women successfully work through this process. It's taken a lot of deconstructing. And personally for me, I'm still finding areas where good girl syndrome controls the narrative of my decisions. Hashtag don't leave your house without makeup, Tammy. I'm so thankful that I've gone on the journey of deconstructing good girl syndrome in my life. And even more fortunate to have helped other women begin their journey as well. It taught me that freedom's possible. And what I know is that if I can do this, if my clients can do this, if all of us can bash good girl syndrome and start ruling our own lives, you can too, lovey. You can do this and rule your life. It is time for us to start ruling our lives by bashing good girl syndrome up and being free to do what it is we were created to do. If you need help, please don't hesitate to reach out via DMs or Book a free consultation on my website. Let's defeat this together so that no other woman has to fight this battle ever again. And please come back next week because we are going to talk about how to become the shero of your own story because newsflash, you don't need a hero to ride in and save you. You're capable of saving yourself. So come back next week to listen to that one. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Coming Out Gold podcast. I am so thankful for you. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram or Facebook at Coming Out Gold Podcast. Those links are down below in the show notes for you. And if you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to head over to iTunes and leave it a review. You can also share it on your social media and tag me. And maybe you'll even get a shout out here on a future episode. Until next week, remember, I'm Coach Tammy and I am in it with you always.